Hey, legally, we're live. Hi. Hi. What are you pouring? I said I'm about to make noise because I'm pouring pretzels into a bowl. What were you pouring before I started recording? Wine? Yeah, how'd you know? (laughs) I could just tell from the noise. (laughs) I'm having a little glass of rosé and a little bowl of pretzels while we chat. Wow, okay. I didn't know she was an influencer. Yeah, I'm kind of of a big deal. Hi, you guys. Welcome to What I Eat in a Day. So for my midday snack, I like to start (laughs) off with a small bowl of pretzels. (laughs) And then another bowl. And then eventually just a bag of pretzels. And eventually a bottle of (laughs) rosé. But I'm going to edit that out because that's not friendly for my brand. (laughs) Fuck your brand. And I'd just like to thank our sponsor for today, Fabletics. <laughs> Rome Gold. <laughs> I actually like, like, very much hate, um, pre- like, pretzels. What? Like, hard, like, I, like, like hard, hard pretzels. pretzels. Right? I know yeah, you yeah. fuck with the soft pretzel. Oh, I fuck with the soft pretzel with either cheese or mustard. Wow. Plot um, twist, both. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh, you gotta both dip the cheese. So you gotta good. dip the mustard. Yeah, basically any bar I go to that has a soft pretzel, it's in my belly. Yeah, I love a soft pretzel. Hate a hard pretzel. I love all pretzels. What's there not to like? But you know what? I'm over pretzel buns. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, I do like a good brioche. Hi, this is just a food podcast. <laughs> That's how it always is. Oh my god, a brioche, yes. But you know, I like a good potato bun. Oh my god, yeah. Or don't get um, me started on potatoes. A Kaiser roll. Ooh. Oh, fuck me up. Or some sourdough bread. Dude, so good. But also, I just love a good sesame bun too. Mm-hmm. Bun like a classic for days. sesame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wow. one margarita in. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, don't so, make me feel guilty for pouring wine when oh, you're drinking the hard it. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I drink a medium margarita already. Um, you so like. heavy on the tequila. Nice. Um, so we don't have a lot to talk about today because not a lot has happened. I do want to give everyone um, an urgent update, though, that my bike did arrive immediately after me and H- Megan hung up last week and so my cute. my dear father put it together for me and it is so cute I haven't ridden it yet because I needed to buy a special lock for it but that should mm. be coming tomorrow um so yeah that's that on that you know everyone was like on pins and needles they were like I mean, is it I there was. was it or, it's here it's blue I decided to call her, her name's Magnolia, but she goes by Maggie for short. Oh. Yeah, so. And my best friend, Jose, yesterday I was, like, like, at work, aka on my couch, (laughs) and I was like, oh, after work I should look up bike bells, because that's the one thing my bike doesn't have. And then, but, like, immediately after work, I had to go to CVS, so, like, I just left the house. And then as soon as I opened the door, there was, like, a package for me. And I was like, ooh, so I got somebody's mail because, like, I didn't order anything. Mm-hmm. And it was a bike bell. I had not told anybody that oh I was going to buy a bike bell. It's that best friend sixth sense. 
I know, it was so sweet. So now I have a little bell that I can be like, bing, bing, <laughs> get the fuck out of the way. Move, bitches. Ting, 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 all the way down the street. Someone's like, <laughs> that sidewalk is empty. I'm like, well, go back in your house. Yeah, the whole street's empty. <laughs> You're just bringing it in. Um, so yeah, that's everyone's need to know update. I know you guys, I'm sorry to keep you waiting for so long, but it is here. Frankly, it's rude. You made us wait a whole week. Oh, oh. JK, really? I waited like 10 minutes because you posted it on your Instagram like right after. <laughs> and you want to talk about rude about keeping things from people? We won't <laughs> oh, go down that God. road. I really just walked right into that one. Okay, we won't well, go there. We will because you brought it up and I just love talking about it. <laughs> um, I got Botox and didn't tell Morgan and she hates me. After how many times did we talk about Botox on this podcast? And how many times not only on the podcast, podcast? Yes, yeah, so not only on the podcast, just like together in person over text all the time. Pretty much always, always Botox. So. And then she sends me a text yesterday and she's like, oh, BT dub, got Botox, T T Y L, don't text. And I'm like, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I am really an influencer now. Oh, so. yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I want it everywhere. I want all the plastic surgery and would highly recommend it to everyone. So jealous. I'm going to look into it seriously now. But when you said I'm obsessed with it, I just thought about that TikTok TikTok sound that's like, I am obsessed with it. But, you know, I think it's a healthy obsession. (laughs) Well, (laughs) won't be that in like 10 years when I look like that cat lady. Dude, I'm so jealous. Although I will say that humidity has done wonders for my skin. I feel like I'm aging backwards. And not even to say that as like, <laughs> I know that sounds so stupid, but like. Didn't Benjamin Button take place in New Orleans? It did. Maybe it's his spirit. <laughs> Maybe it's in the drinking water. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will look into Botox. I want lip fillers first, but. Yeah, Megan hid that for me. And then she was like, by the way, since I guess I have to talk to you tomorrow, let me just tell you this one thing. No, that's what I told you is that I feel like I was talking about it to literally everyone. Like, hey, I, <laughs> I was like, like, I was so obsessed with it that I totally forgot that I didn't text you. And I felt very bad. So I had to. But She's I, like, I literally told everyone I love and care about in my life. Meaning just like I was with so many people and I was talking about it. And I just feel like, you know, it was like Katie Heron, where you can hear yourself talking about it, but you can't stop. And you can tell that people are getting annoyed with you, but you still can't stop talking about Botox. <laughs> Me, every time one of my relationships ends. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do the same thing where I'll, like, I'll tweet things, and I feel like I've told everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then someone will send me my tweet and be like, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, did I not tell you about that? <laughs> yeah. Also, I have like quarantine brain and like, short-term memory loss so I don't know who I told what so I, I just feel like I'm actually constantly annoying so well yeah. I have a new forehead wrinkle from being so upset yesterday and furring <sighs> my brows from this so I guess I really do need the Botox now love that for you so many <laughs> frown lines <laughs> um but yeah no I really listen if you're trying to make your skin look young as hell move to a place with so much fucking humidity I feel like my wrinkles have like started to disappear hell yeah <laughs> but it's probably because my face is fucking swollen by how hot it is <laughs> <laughs> 
I did get like an insane swollen finger the other day because I got a mosquito bite on my knuckle. Ooh, those are the worst, and you like can't itch them. Ugh. It swelled up half my hand. I thought I was gonna have to go to the emergency room. <laughs> oh my god. You know that Raven episode where her hand swells up? No. Oh. <clears throat> Only real fans get it. <laughs> um, but like it took out all the lines in like the my middle knuckle. Like it was my finger was just flat. It had yeah, no like so- crease. I guess there's actually no need to get Botox. Just go get your face <laughs> stung by. Stung a million times. Yeah. But it swelled up three of my fingers and like half of my top of my hand for two days. It was crazy. Did it itch? No, not really. It just hurt really bad. My fingers uh-huh. hurt so bad. And like then after the swelling went down, it felt like my hand bone was like bruised. Oh, ow. Yeah, it was crazy. I was, like, really, like, please don't make me have to, like, go to the emergency room for this. Yeah, not the time. No. Um, anywho, I don't know why I'm telling you guys all this. I'm just alone all the time, so anytime I talk to someone, (laughs) I'm just like, hi, here's a list of things everyone's missed. We care. Thank you. Um, so I guess we can get into the celeb goth, unless Megan has anything else she's hiding from us. Nope. <laughs> Megan's like getting filler right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like getting eyelash extensions. Um, Ew, no. Okay, chill. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was harsh. But sometimes they just look so bad. They can look really bad. I've gotten them done before where they look good. And I've gotten them done before where they looked crazy. So Yeah, I that's concur. actually a very valid disclaimer I've seen them look really good on people and I've been really jealous of them but it's just like like once you have them on for a few weeks and they start to look all like stringy oh like when they start to fall off and then you have like two very long eyelashes and then also like the trauma of that you have to go through after they all fall out and you like are not used to your regular lashes and you're like oh I look like a male you're like wow have I always been this ugly (laughs) yeah yeah it's like you need therapy like they need to put a disclaimer Oh, God. Anywho. <laughs> okay, so we just have, like, three little things to talk about today. We can start off with the most recent, which is that everyone's favorite YouTuber, <laughs> Internet's Man of the Year, Ugh. Jake Paul. Ugh. His house got raided by, like, the FBI, the SWAT, and, like, military people on military tanks today. <laughs> sketch he lives in calabasas um and like it was they they had a search warrant but it was like a sealed search warrant so like no one knows but they took like a ton of guns out of his house um but i don't know if that's like why they were there someone said that like uh, like abc news whatever 15 whatever said they were there like in correlation to him like starting the looting and riots in scottsdale but, like, I don't think that's true because he didn't have guns there. Yeah, and... that seems like a little extra for Yeah, them. and they dropped the charges. Yeah, I doubt that. So, but his house did get raided. Like, a ton of guns got taken out. Um, and then he, like, owns, well, he's, like, friends with this guy. I don't know if he partially owns this house, but he owns this house in, or, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if he does, but he does. But he's friends <laughs> with this guy that lives in this house in Las Vegas called, like, the Graffiti House. And it's, like, where, for all my youth out there, it's, like, where him and Tana Mojo got married, quote-unquote. 
And I guess that house got raided and the guy got arrested. So I don't know if it's just like something to do with that guy who does seem very sketchy, by the way. I don't know if it has something to do with that guy. And so then they're also just like investigating Jake and having to find all these firearms. I don't know. It happened this morning. This is all we know. He is like the world's worst person and also the exact type of person who I wouldn't want to possess firearms. Yeah. Not a bad thing that those got taken away from him, but yeah, I'm curious to know what the actual dealio is. Yeah, I'm wondering if that guy, like, deals drugs or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, my mind goes to drugs because I hope that those people have an excuse for the way they behave. I sound yeah. like a mother. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if it's, like, drugs. I'm hoping it's, like, not child pornography, obviously. Yeah. But. Yeah. So Honestly, I don't know. drugs would be the. I, I don't know if that sounds bad, but, like, drugs would be the least concerning. Oh, of course. <laughs> and it's, like, I would expect these people to do drugs. They're rich and live, live in Hollywood. Like, and they're young. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so more to come, maybe, if we find out anything, but this just happened this morning, so that's, like, all anybody knows, but, like, literally, like, three armored cars with, like, military, like, people hang, like, full military outfits and, like, helmets and shit were, like, hanging off of them, like, bleeding into the mansion, and I'm like, what the hell? Ugh, do you think this will finally be the end of Jake Paul? No. Me neither, (laughs) he's like a little cockroach. Yeah. I don't think that he's, like, the worst person. I just think that he's, like, annoying and has too much money. Which yeah. broadens his platform. Yeah, he's just, like, a really basic bro douche who has yeah. done some bad things, of course. But, like, that's my biggest beef with him is that he just seems like such a douche. He does seem like a douche. And I'm no way defending him because he's old enough to take responsibility for his own actions. But, like, I feel like his parents... Yeah. His dad's, like, a fucking creep and, like, does not care about them and is, like, like, tries to hook up with their girlfriends and shit. And the mom just, like, kind of just, like, lets them do whatever they want, even when they were, like, teenagers because she didn't, like, want to say no. So I feel like he's just, like, like, a a known thing. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like he's I mean, like a that can person who's like hurting and like seeking love and like you know attention yeah. from people. But that makes sense. I, I never realized that, and it does make even more sense that both him and his brother are kind of like similar. So they might be seeking that same like love in different ways. Yeah, and like once again, they're both adults, so should they should know better. But I'm just and like no excuses. But I'm just saying that could be a cause for the reasons that they do things. Yeah. And Morgan and I are actually certified therapists. So <laughs> I do work in behavioral health, but I have no <laughs> clinical certification and I cannot diagnose anybody. I don't um, know shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that on that. So I'm sure we'll learn more as days come. So maybe we'll have an update for you guys next week. <clears throat> And then in other news, Bachelor news. Oh, my God. So I've just read snippets about this. So, Megan, I'm sure you'll know more than me. But I mean, I'm on the snippet train, too, but we can piece it together. Okay. 
So the next season of The Bachelorette was supposed to be with Claire, who was from Juan Pablo season way back. And way back. Yeah, like, honestly, so far long ago. Um, I still lived in Arizona. And <laughs> she, so she's been, like, on other things, too. Like, she was, like, in the the Bachelor Games or, like, Olympic whatever, right? <laughs> Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, wow, I forgot about that. Yes, I watched it. Uh, and Bachelor in Paradise, of course. Yeah. Please. And then didn't she date Kevin? Or whatever. Oh wow, I don't. I think now that you mentioned that, it kind of rings a bell. But I don't remember. She was engaged to a French dude from uh, the Winter Games. The Winter Games. Okay. Um. And so, yeah, she was going to be the next Bachelorette, and they obviously had to, like, postpone it mid-season because of, like, COVID, and so that's that on that. But then it just came out that she, like, apparently fell in love with her, like, a person from the first night that she, like, gave the um, first impression rose to, that she, like, fell for him so hard that she refused to keep doing the show. And like dating the other men, so now <laughs> yeah. she's no longer going to be the bachelorette because apparently she's like in a relationship with this guy that she gave her first impression rose to, which mm-hmm. is what was his name like Logan something? Oh, I don't know, but he is pretty. He's very attractive. Um, so apparently they're like happy together and like obviously hit it off first night, and that was like it. Which like good for her, jeez. Um. So now the new Bachelorette is going to be someone from Colton season. <sighs> Say it, Megan. Tasia Adams. <sighs> is her last name Adams or did I totally just make that up? Either way, it's Tasia. Listen. Who, who grew on me when she dated John Paul Jones and like team John Paul Jones. I need to know how he feels about this. I need a statement. Oh my god, I completely blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> and I know of the publicist that he works with in New York City, and she's the one that works with, like, all the young Bravo celebrities, and I need to know what she's doing for him. We need a statement. <laughs> Is he getting a care package? Is he okay? <laughs> um, so she was on Colton season originally, and you guys can go back and listen, because we recorded us watching Colton season. I did not like her. I didn't watch her on Bachelor in Paradise, so I can't say much about that. I don't know if she would have grown on me. But based on my knowledge in Colton season, I did not like her at all, mainly because I just feel like she was, like, not genuine in the slightest, yeah. and it seemed like she was, like, totally there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, she has that very, like, nice, pretty girl, friends with everyone so kind vibes and you're right it does come off as a little like fake I feel like I've tried to give her so many chances and I'll like start liking her and be able to tolerate her but then she'll just do something that I'm like okay no you're annoying (laughs) well and I feel like she was like willing to say whatever Colton wanted to hear I feel like she was there more to win rather than like be in a relationship yes that's very valid 
And like once again, this is like based off Colton season, and Colton season was already like what two years ago. So like maybe she's changed. Yeah, and, and I was like edited her wrong, but right. And I was liking her a little more on Paradise. So maybe now this is like her chance. And I feel like there's been another Bachelorette who they brought on who I was like just meh about from her season on The Bachelor, but then I ended up really liking her on her season i'm trying to think of who that was me too but i can't think of who it was awkward i think it was hannah oh mine definitely was not hannah (laughs) or becca maybe becca i don't remember before that oh no because i didn't watch our season (laughs) i just know there was someone who i hated and then after the show was over i was like oh wait i like really love them on social media yeah think of who same so i don't know hopefully that happens for Tasia. So I don't even know when like that's premiering or like I mean, when they're regardless. Film. Yeah, regardless, this season's gonna be a dumpster fire, and I'm here for it. Are they gonna start off with like Claire's season and then like restart all over? With yeah. Tasia? So I guess I did read a little more, but See, they she are holds secrets from us, you guys. <laughs> they are actually gonna um, show like Claire's progress like her start in her like little brief journey and then they're gonna like somehow switch it to so Tasia's season will be shorter and right now they're trying to like figure out if she's gonna get new suitors or is she just like stuck with these like leftovers from Claire or, like, oh, that would suck it's are, weird. are they even like similar people <laughs> I know I would I would assume not but it's weird because like Apparently, they had a bunch of backup dudes, like, on deck at this resort in La Quinta that they basically rented out. So, they had backup people on deck, and they have to, like, keep them in the resort because they have to make sure that no one gets COVID. And they can't just, like, bring new people in and out, you know? So, it's very logistically complicated, and I feel bad for Tasia because I feel like she's already kind of set up to fail. Um, And then more tea on Claire and her guy is that... Remember, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but since the cast was announced so early and then everything happened and the season was delayed, Claire basically got the chance to see, like, who her guys were, you know? Oh, right. And they ended up, like, recasting some guys, as we know. But apparently her and this guy, whoever the, like, day one winner is, they started, like, talking during quarantine like before filming so that once they met in real life they were basically like okay we love each other oh my god what a shit show (laughs) I know literally you can't make this shit up wait so are they filming Tasia season right now or like what how are they doing that yeah so like I I think so I mean Tasia like came to that resort and I think they're gonna start filming they probably have like a lot of like promo stuff to do while they figure out who the suitors are going to be. But, like, what the heck? But then it's, like, are they going to take applications from guys who want to date Tasia? <laughs> you know? Yeah, what if all these guys were, like, she's not really my type? And plus, aren't they all, like, older? Yeah, because that's the thing. It's, like, they recast guys so they can have, like, an older bunch. Tasia's like, 28 or 29. I don't know. There's a lot. It's a mess. She's, that's why I'm saying, like, she's literally set up to fail. And is it all just taking place at this resort? They can't even, like, do anything? Correct. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what a shit show. Why would you ever agree to do that? So yeah, this show is truly the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, they continuously be fucking up and they still find new ways to like fuck up. (laughs) Well, I guess if I, what my feelings about Tasia are right and that she's just like in this for television, which by the way is like fine. (laughs) I don't care. But I'm just saying that's why I didn't feel for her, like feel her for Colton. Because I just like felt like she doesn't care about this relationship. But like I don't yeah. know if people are there to get publicity, whatever. But like if that is why she like wants to do all this, then I'm like, I guess this is like the perfect season for her because she just hangs out at a resort and like, okay. <laughs> yeah, just chilling. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was some other tea, but I can't. Oh, oh. Um, Hannah Ann was also photographed at the same resort. What? Yeah. So it's like, did they just call like five backup girls and they were like, okay, whoever gets here first is the bachelorette. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, I truly can't. So they just like hang out by the pool and then like have to just go to their hotel rooms. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's like a massive resort, so I'm guessing they have, they're going to set up their lame little, like, dates and shit, like they always do. But will the, the gentlemen callers even get to, like, interact with each other and, like, start drama? Oh, I mean, I hope so. Or are they just, like, all in their own rooms? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. My guess would be that they are in some type of, like, large casita. Or like sweeping. I don't know. What is this what? world we live in? What a literal shit show. That's yes. so funny. Literally. Like, but ABC, just learn when to just take a break. Just be like, hey, obviously this show can't resume filming right now. I know. We have enough money to like make it through the year. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we all miss this show, but like not that badly. Yeah. Okay, well, when does that air? They said it's going to be airing on Tuesdays this season. Like, we don't want your Tuesday Bachelor. The Monday show. What's coming on on Mondays? I don't, yeah, what's so important that they can't move? Oh my God, what a nightmare. Am I going to watch? Probably. I hope so. (laughs) What a nightmare. You know I will. When does this air? Do you know? No. I just, I think it said like Tuesdays this fall. Okay. Like it usually starts like late September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. During like sweeps week or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. This is going to be a mess. Well, stay tuned for more on that this fall, which is right around the corner because it's already almost the second week of August and time oh my God. exists and we're all on this planet and nothing matters. Uh. Going on to our next bit as I have a um, crisis in my mind. Ellen DeGeneres. Dude. Listen. You guys, hear me out. I'm not a perfect person. Hard to believe, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I am not a perfect person, and I contradict myself all the time, and I'm a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. 
So when I say I hate cancel culture, that doesn't include the downfall of one Miss Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> this uh, I love. Yeah, this has been a ride. And I don't know why I'm like frothing at the mouth over it. Because I've always been like a decent fan of Ellen. Like I always knew that there were rumblings that she was like like rumors that she was an asshole. Like someone served someone, someone, I know someone who knows someone whose sister's cousin served Ellen at a restaurant in Hollywood and she didn't tip, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, whatever. But this, oh my God, who is her publicist is all I have to say, because who approved that apology? (laughs) Her publicist is like on vacation with like no cell service somewhere and it's about to get a rude awakening. She probably treated her publicist like shit, too. So she's just like, I'm out. (laughs) This has, like, been so gratifying to me because I found out about, and I hate to be one of those people, like, I've known about this. But, like, that's, listen, I only say that because I truly have no social life and I'm on Twitter 24-7. So if you don't know about this, that means you have a life and I don't. (laughs) So I found out about this, like, over a year ago because of a Twitter thread. Um, some guy posted a tweet that was like two things happen when you move to LA you get a parking ticket and then someone you know who worked on Ellen tells you what a monster she is and like Ooh. everyone was like replying like she is I worked there my friend worked there my roommate worked there blah 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 <clears throat> and like sharing all these like terrible stories Um, so like I've known that she's like a very terrible person for like a little over a year and then and this girl said that um, she served Ellen at a restaurant and she had chipped fingernail polish. And Ellen wrote the owner of the restaurant a letter dem- demanding that she be fired because she had chipped fingernail polish. Oh, my God. And, like, so many people that have worked on the show said, like, you know, she, like, won't talk to you. You can't say hi to her. You can't look at her. Like, mm-hmm. insane things. And honestly, I just believe it. She just... She's just one of those people I could look at and be like, yeah. <laughs> one of those, she, uh, very much like Tasia, where there's kind of like a TV front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so then, following that tweet, then came the Dakota um, Johnson interview in November of last year. Yes, that was a big turning point in my book. For yeah. Her. I think Ellen might suck. <laughs> yeah. So Dakota Johnson went on Ellen last year. And by the way, well, I'll get to this. She went on Ellen last year and Ellen was like, didn't you just turn? I'm sure everyone's seen this, but in case you haven't, I'm just going to recap. She was like, plus, by the way, Dakota Johnson is like <laughs> truly like one of the loves of my life. I just Anywho. watched How to Be Single last weekend. I love that movie. That movie's so good and so underrated. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, so, when she's, like, in the cab and she's, like, home. I'm going home. And, like, stares out the window, like, the music's playing. And he's, like, I don't know where the fuck you live. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen How to Be Single, it's, like, a rom-com with um, Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson. It's on Netflix. It's actually, like, one of the best rom-coms ever. It's, like, very good and, like, got no publicity. It's, like, very, like, super really well done and, like, good message mm-hmm. and everything. A lot of 
comedy. Anywho. Mm-hmm. <coughs> we stand. Um, it's such a feel good too. Um, so anywho, so Dakota Johnson like goes on Ellen like shortly after her 30th birthday, and Ellen was like, blah blah blah, I heard you turn 30. And she was like, Did you have a party? And Dakota's like, Yes. And she was like, Why wasn't I invited? And she was like, You and she was like, Oh, I wasn't invited to your party. And she goes, Actually, that's not the truth, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, Ellen was trying to be all like cutesy, you know. And you could tell Dakota was just like waiting for it. Yeah. And she goes, Actually, that's not the truth, Ellen. You were invited. And like all matter of factly. And she's like, well, why didn't I go? And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, I wasn't invited. And she's like, you can ask anyone. You can ask your producer, Jonathan. And then Jonathan, like, off screen is like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Mary, Ellen's, like, pro- main producer, was like, you were out of town that weekend. Which, by the way, that weekend was when she went to a football yeah. game in Texas and was best friends with um, George W. Bush, which already caused, like, a big hoorah. Stay with me, people. And so then that, like, and then she was like, I didn't even know you liked me. And she was like, what do you mean I, you didn't know I liked you? I'm friendly to you on here. Don't I show you like? And she was like, I guess. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and it just, like, blew up, especially if you're on Twitter. It, like, blew up because people were like, Ellen is a bitch. Like, here's Dakota Johnson, like, finally, like, standing up to her. And so that, like, really pulled the lid off things. And then just, like, over the past few months, like, more and more, like, reports and tweets and stories and anonymous tips have come out just saying that she's, like, a terrible person and, like, a terrible employer and, like, working on the Ellen show is, like, so toxic and, like, traumatizing. And then in the beginning of the quarantine, another guy, uh, I think it was Paul F. Tompkins, tweeted like isn't it nice to be kind to everyone every day let's spread the kindness and say like your favorite Ellen story and he was like being very sarcastic and so then that's when people like unleashed because he said he would donate every like to every story he would donate like a dollar to charity and people I'm gonna need you to send me this I'm gonna need you to send me this Oh, okay. I didn't know you hadn't seen it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. And, um, and so then that led to, like, an investigation and, like, more things coming out. And Ellen, post, like, put out an apology the other day and, like, sent an email to all of her employers. And it's the shittiest, the shittiest apology I've ever seen. And that's she took, a lot. Because she took no responsibility blamed her staff <laughs> blamed everyone else besides herself yeah she said she, she just it's just read like an asshole wrote it you know let me find if i can just pull it up really quick ellen's apology it was so bad the suspense is killing me trying to build tension okay she said on day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something has changed, and I am disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. And for that, I am sorry. 
anyone that, who knows me knows it's the opposite of what I believed in and what I hope for our show. Um, alongside Warner Brothers, we immediately begin an internal investigation and we're taking steps together to correct the issues. As we've grown, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't. Oh, my God. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. Like, and it went on after that, but holy shit, that's kind of all you need to hear. Yeah. Like, that's, like, textbook 101. Just take responsibility, and as Lisa Rinna would say, own it, baby. (laughs) Well, and, like... Here's the thing, people, I mean, people were saying, like, the Ellen show was toxic, racist, homophobic, sexist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but most of the complaint, and by the way, I'm saying et cetera, because the list goes on, not because I don't think it's important, yeah. but, like, most of the complaints were about Ellen herself, so it's, like, when she's, like, I let people do the jobs thinking that they do them how I want to be done, clearly that wasn't what happened. It's like, Ellen, you cannot take the, like, you cannot put the blame on other people when people are talking about your character as a person is bad. Yeah, like, like that's so transparent. And just, like, kind of affirms everything that people are saying to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Like, that just doubled down that she is a bad person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then... Because, yeah, like, you're blaming your employees. Your name is on the show. Like, (laughs) and people have been saying you are the bad person, not the Ellen show. They say you are the, like, cause of all this. So, um. Yeah, and, like, if all these these three, like, executive producers are taking a lot of heat, and it's, like, well-deserved. It sounds like they've all done some shitty things. One of them being Andy, who's, like, on her show all the time. Yeah, but it's, like, it's like, who do you think that they report to directly? Like, Ellen. Like, I don't know. It's... I know. I kind of feel bad for them. Obviously, I don't know the story. But, like, if she's as bad as everyone says, like, do you think that they're, like, going to stand up to her? And, right. like, have her ruin, like, their careers in Hollywood because she knows everyone? Granted, there have been some specific instances where they're just like, oh, this guy, like, showed me his dick at a party. Like, no, that's not Ellen's fault. Like, that guy is a trash bag. But... Yeah. Still, just the general culture, like, it all comes from somewhere, and it comes from the top. Yeah. In any job. In any job. Exactly. And, um... Because somewhere anybody... along the line, some sorry, I'm ranting. Because somewhere, oh, somewhere along the line, someone's going to be too scared to stand up to someone who is in, like, a higher position of control than them. And, like, if my company was, like, you can't look the CEO in the... Like, my CEO... Like, works in our building. Mm -hmm. I, like, know him. We've, like, had conversations. Like, if someone was, like, you cannot look the CEO in the eye, you cannot say good morning, whatever, like, that's on the CEO. Like. (laughs) Right. Well, and doesn't she know that? It's, like, who, so that just means that Ellen probably passes people in the hallway and, like, ignores them. Like, as a CEO, if you're in the hallway and you pass one of your employees, like, fucking smile and say good morning. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you're this, like, super great, kind person. Um, and if anybody listens to, um, the podcast, my favorite murder and, or, and, or knows Karen Calgara, Karen Calgara, she's like a famous comedian, but she's also the co-host of my favorite murder. She used to be the head writer for Ellen for years. She was like one of the first head writers ever to be on the Ellen show. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. And then when the um, writer strike happened, I don't know if you remember that. It was like 2007. I do. It was terrible because I didn't have new shows for like months. Yeah. Desperate Housewives was like replays. <laughs> exactly. Um, so when the writer strike happened, all the writers on the Ellen show, obviously, you know, crossed the picket line, went on strike, whatever. And I shouldn't say cross the picket line. They were the picket line. Yeah. Um, and like, we're, you know, striking because they were in a union and deserved better pay and like <laughs> rights and, you know, general basic human needs. Mm-hmm. And so Karen, obviously being the head writer, she supported them and they fired her because she wouldn't cross the picket line and go back to work mm-hmm. until the strike was over. And her and Ellen <clears throat> were super close. They worked together for years, you know, spent hours a day with each other, went to each other's homes, everything. Yeah, and they kind of, it seems like they kind of, like, built the show together. They did, yeah. They built the show together, basically. And she was Ellen's right-hand man. Like, you know, they were super close friends. And that day that she went, that she went across the picket line was the last time Ellen ever spoke to her. Damn. Bitch. So, if that just tells you anything. <laughs> um, and so then, since all this is coming out, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, a handful of celebrities have come out to defend Ellen, although all of their apologies seem very uh, publicist-written. Dude, this shit cracks me up. I saw this article that's like, Celebrities speaking out in support of Ellen and the celebrity picture on the cover was Scooter Braun. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. Um, One of them is Ashton Kutcher, who's actually Ellen's neighbor, next door neighbor. Yeah. Um, But he said, I haven't spoken with Ellen and I can only speak from my experience. She and her team have only treated with me and my team with respect and kindness. She never pandered to celebrity, which I've always saw as refreshing honesty. When things aren't right, she handles it and fixes. Bro. <laughs> First of well, all, your neighbors, your next door neighbors. Well, Second of all, like, your no big shit, celebrities. Yeah, say no shit, she's nice to you. Of course she's nice to all her big celebrity friends. Yeah, and he was like, well, and to my team. And it's like, well, yeah, because it would get back to you. <laughs> and then Katy Perry said something, too. She said, I know I can't speak for anyone else's experience besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I've only ever had positive takeaways from my time with the Ellen show and Ellen DeGeneres. I think we have all witnessed the light and continual fight for equality that she has brought to the world through her platform for decades. Sending you love and a hug, friend. And then... And then Katy Perry doesn't do much for me either. I mean, love Ashton Kutcher, so I take what he says with a grain of salt, but still. But like, yeah. I could give two shits if Scooter Braun and Katy Perry think Ellen's a good person. What does Jennifer Aniston think? That's what I want to know. But they're like really good friends, so yeah, Jennifer Aniston's definitely going to take her side. Um, Jay Leno said, "I don't discard a forty-year friendship on hearsay," the El- which is like so fucking rude. <laughs> The Ellen I know has raised over $125 million for charity and always has been a decent person. I fully support her. And it's like, yeah, because you guys are celebrities. So she treats you with respect because Uh she's brown-nosing because you guys are celebrities. And, like, for all of them to be like, I know I can't speak for everyone's experience or, like, I'm not going to base this on hearsay. 
like you're just telling these people who work under her who have been treated like shit for years that they're not important still and what they say doesn't matter and they need to shut up mm-hmm. and it's like yeah getting paid, like, like minimum wage to be like treated like shit like have any of these people said anything like in support of the team it's not, no. like these, it's not like these celebrities have never worked with like a team of executive producers and staff before. Like, you can you can say like you can say Ellen's never treated you like shit, but you can also offer your sympathies to the people who have been wronged. Or you could just not say anything because Ellen's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's also very true. It's like no one no one needs no one asked for this little army of supporters. Well, Ellen probably asked for it, but. <laughs> Well, that's what this one girl who I follow who is a publicist, she's like, as a publicist, and I know that you work in PR, she was like, um, these all seem like very generated, like someone sent a mass email with like select phrases they could use. And then when the, the Jay Leno one came out and he was like, the Ellen I know has donated over $125 million. Like, how do you just have that information on hand? Oh, yeah, that's so true. That is a talking point. So 100%. Embarrassing that she has to have like a team reach out to celebrities and be like, Can you please support Ellen and speak out? <laughs> yeah, it's super embarrassing. Like, it's, it's like essentially buying your friend. Yeah. And it's like, here's the thing like, I'm sure like Ashton, you know, like they're next door neighbors. I'm sure they have a great relationship because Ellen sees him as an equal. She doesn't pay him. Mm-hmm. He's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, I'm sure she's always been really great to him. But, and so, like, I'm sure he's feeling conflicted because he's like, dang, like, Ellen's great to me. She's a good friend. You know, she's nice to everyone I know. But it's like, so that's why you don't have to say anything. You can be like, Ellen's still my friend at the end of the day. I don't know what these people have gone through. So I'm going to stay out of it. Yep. Um, I feel like I did. So, oh, and, like, obviously Ellen does, like, give away money and everything to people or, like, help people. But it's all part of her show. That's how she, like, gets viewers. That's how she gets paid. But I'm not, like, I'm not, like, dismantling that. Like, that's really great that she helped all these people. Yeah, and that's but it's that's for real money and it's real stuff. But, yeah, it, exactly. It's for show. It's literally for the show. <laughs> it's, like, she does it to help her ratings, to help her get paid. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, out of the kindness of her heart. <laughs> so... And then now they're talking about, well, Ellen was, like, going to retire soon anyways. She was already talking about last year how she was, like, going to retire. And then she Mm -hmm. signed on for, like, I think six more years or some shit. But she's, like, 61. So, like. um, Yeah, if I was that rich in that age, I wouldn't want to work anymore. Yeah, what is she going to be doing hosting the Ellen show when she's, like, 70? Not that you can't work when you're 70, but you know what I mean. Um. So she was already talking about like retiring, but now they're really talking about like getting a replacement <laughs> for her. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Like I don't know if she's like fired or if she's quitting or they're just like stopping the show. Yeah, I mean I feel like there's no way she's gonna be able to be on air ever again. I don't know, because I keep seeing like Midwest house moms being like, I stand with Ellen. She's like, you know, because it's like the one True, because that's like who watches the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy a good Ellen episode here or there, but I believe everyone. Yep, same. 
Um, so, yeah, we also hear any updates on that. I'll report back. Oh, shit. Is that Ellen over there? Yeah. <laughs> She's coming to yell at me. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say today. Megan, anything to add? I don't think so. That pretty much summed it up. Oh, I did see, and I wanted to not talk about it, but just mention it, that Chloe and Tristan are back together. Yeah, I did see that as well. And I figured that you were avoiding it for a reason and, like, same. But, like, oh, it just has to be mentioned. Along with the fact that he's still trash. You know what? Quarantine will do kooky things to you. They've been trapped in that house. Do whatever you want, girl. Whatever. Literally, the the article (laughs) I read was, like, they seem to be... A source says they're doing really well now that he's not playing basketball, not working, away from the distraction of his teammate (laughs) friends, and only has Chloe to be... It's like, oh, my God. Do you realize how dumb you sound? Now that he can't go get girls because there's a worldwide pandemic... He's really loving Chloe. Yeah. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> Listen, I've been that girl, Chloe. Girl, just end it. End it once the quarantine's over. Because, you know, she's probably getting dicked down. Which, good for her. Yeah. But when those when those doors open back up and we can go into the world, girl, leave. Get that head, get that bread, then leave. <laughs> she won't. She'll do she the worst, too. <laughs> Get that head, give him some bread, money, and a sandwich. Oh, what a nightmare. But yeah, that's it from me. All right. Well, then we will talk to you guys the next time we talk to you guys. Who knows what that will be? Ooh, la, la. Ooh. Okay, bye, May. Bye.